All right, we're live. We're on the air. All right. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Oh man, it, uh, it's been a, it's been. We've had a string of really good weather recently. I'm not. I'm gonna say that right now. I um, what do you call? I go for a walk like for an hour every morning uh, as kind of a pseudo exercise. I should be probably doing more exercise, but that's all I can get myself to do. It's more than and uh, it's yeah. more than half the U.S. <laughs> yeah, there it is. So how to say? I just put on music for an hour, just whatever I feel like listening to that day. And then if it's a good like stream of music, uh, I have Razor scooters, and I'll just go scoot for a couple twenty oh, <laughs> more minutes, just cruise the neighborhood. The weather's been great, man. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's more of like a mental exercise kind of thing. I feel like that's a great yeah. way to like relieve some stress, get ready for the day. It's been good, especially like doing mundane things like like. I consider like a podcast mundane where it's like you don't sit in your room and you're like, let me listen to this right now. You do something yeah. when you listen to a podcast. Yeah. So I've been listening to podcasts when I've been skating or, or scooting around and stuff like that. Yeah. Which one? Uh, they're great for chores. Yeah, uh, heck any, yeah. Any, any Washing dishes. Oh, dude, that's it. That's it. Like, you won't even notice you're doing the dishes because like you're you're listening so intently. Dude, exactly. Yeah. I put kinda, YouTube on or a podcast. It kind of feels like you're hanging out. But, like, yeah, you're in the other room yeah. and you're, like, just doing your thing, making a sound. Usually it's, like, making food for me or, like, walking Django, my dog. And uh, it's just kind of like, oh, you're hanging out, but you're not saying much. You're just listening. You're just like, okay. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I, I only yeah, listen exactly. to, like, a, a few podcasts. Well, I'm curious. What do you listen to? Uh, what is it called? NBA Punk Rock. Um, YouTube artists okay. there. Um, that, Finn McKenty is his name. Uh-huh. Uh, I recently got into that because um, I'm kind of in a a big spin change in my world of like, hey, I should be doing social media a lot more. I should be like thinking about like business and marketing. And then I started wa- out there. Yeah, put myself out there. And then I started watching this guy and that's all he talks about. Right, who? And I'm like, well, shoot, this is the, the thing I need to hear right now. Right, who is this guy? You know. Uh, Finn McKenty, uh, oh. NBA punk I rock heard is it. the. Do you know who? Uh, it's the. You know who Gary Vaynerchuk is? I was just because he's say that. <laughs> basically s- s- talking about what you're talking about right now, like marketing okay. kind of stuff. Like he's one. He's a no. guy I should check out. Gary V. Gary V. I wish I had yeah. something to write down. You can yeah, send no me worries. a message about that. No, right yeah, now. I will. I'll, 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 I'm I'll recording on my phone. I'll write it down I can't. here for for you, but. Yeah, I think like you'll, you'll I'm definitely benefit that from that for sure. Because yeah. I mean, he's a big uh, positive message guy. Yeah, definitely. that's awesome. That's what I need here to hear right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he'll he'll get you motivated. Uh-huh. I'll tell you that. Heck yeah. like, just listening on like he has clips on Instagram of him just like talking, Bro. like oh. to like a group of people like on some speech shit, and like just hearing it, it gets you kind of like psyched up, yeah. and it gets you like in a, in a good state. Right, right. And the other thing too is you were saying about like social media. This guy, Gary V, that's all he talks about. I mean, he talks about a lot of different things, but basically about like being active on basically every platform of social media, like Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, yeah. Instagram, YouTube, how, yeah, like, sharing pieces of content that? on like each one of those platforms like daily. You know, yeah. I'll tell you what, I got off to a great start on TikTok, uh-huh. but I fell off because I thought they were going to get banned. Mm. And so I didn't post. I haven't around. posted on there in like months because, like, oh, it's it's on the clock. It's gonna go. Yeah. Right? And now it's staying. And I'm like, well, I, I was just about to like dive into that too. Uh, you should. I, I'm 
you know. Oh, it, especially careful, man. It gets toxic real quick. Nah, I'm sure. Wrong rabbit hole. But, <laughs> I, I'm sure, but I'm also like, I, I, I um, come from a background of being like the early days of uh, YouTube when it was like a social media mm. rather than just a place to watch mm. videos. So you could like talk to people right. and stuff like that. Uh, I also have been big on Reddit for a couple years. Okay. I, I think Reddit is stupid, and I think the people on Reddit are really <laughs> stupid. Been. But it really it's it does really show you like what it's like to put everyone on an island, and they think that the whole world is on that island. That's what I think Reddit is. Interesting. Yeah, it's one notch above 4chan. In my book. Mm. I I almost like argue that like 4chan because of the anarchy that it is, it's almost better because people of Reddit think that they they what they say and do means a lot more because it's civilized. Mm. But it's kind of like you're doing the same thing. At least these people know that they're idiotic about it. <laughs> but yeah. that, you trade in realism for uh, for uh, c- civility. There yeah, there you go. And so I mean that that's a whole nother rant. Uh, I. I see like the value and also the dark side of all these things, you know, and uh, what do you call it? I'm a person that likes to look at the dark side because I think it's pretty funny. That's like, man, I can't believe like people are arguing about this. I can't believe people are making a big fuss about stupid things that don't matter. Uh, trying to copyright your memes so no one else steals them. That's the dumbest th- thing in the world. That's so stupid. Like, yeah, everyone's all about that. Is- that it's for you spread everyone. it, it's but everyone's like, no, thing. I have to watermark it. This is my meme. You have to credit I gotta me. I got to get credit for this. <laughs> yeah, I better get credit. Yeah. Well, so. you know what would give you even more credit? Coming up with another fire meme and then another fire meme and pretty yeah. soon. Yeah, and then you won't have to watermark them because yeah. people will know where they're coming from. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> Damn, I really want to get into this right now. Um, okay, so the, <laughs> this... No, I am really quick. Um, what if, like, memes, though, like... That's, like, the future of some sort of different weird media that like yeah you know memes become a language in themselves and art in themselves like we start just living way more on the internet than we do now like virtual things become almost like real life things like you know wall art paintings movies you know can you i, I know this is kind of a weird existential Thing that we're talking yeah, about, no like memes. Hey, but- the Harambe meme. The Harambe meme got fifteen thousand votes at the election. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like, think yeah, about these the memes person- are becoming like a tangible thing, right? And yeah, think about the person who like put these two things together and was like, "Oh, this is funny," and let me, uh, and they share it, and then someone else is like, "Oh yeah, Harambe, da da da," and then it blows up, and then that first person's like, "Man, what if I had like done something with that meme, like?" Probably not get money for it, but get some sort of recognition. Like, hey, like this guy is a different type of art. Me- meme yeah. making memes is a different type of art. Don't wouldn't you say? Yeah, I I was actually reflecting on that too because uh, I went to go uh, look at the the world record egg on Instagram. You remember that? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I, I went back to look at it again because I actually follow that Instagram. They uh, went and they made a uh, whole page out of it after that one post because uh-huh. they had so many people looking at it. So right. uh, what do you call? I went to go look at it again. And I would, that I, you know, talking about it's it's a dumb joke. Just like, hey, this egg is more popular than, right. the, than the, the Jenner other, girl or right. whatnot. An actual um, person. But yeah and uh i thought that was like a you know it's a funny joke but it just showed you like the power of counterculture 
and like yeah. how far willing people are willing to go to right. like make a point, point. about it was something. Ba- like back in the day you know you would go watch music videos on youtube and in the comment section it would be like on this day we're gonna go to justin bieber's baby did that. baby music video and dislike it oh my god <laughs> i did that i was a part of that the metal militia i did that yeah <laughs> And yeah, and it's like the view count is going off the charts, but so is the dislike. dislike like, they pushed it hard, and then it was on the news of like, oh, this like virtual joke right now. Uh, they're disliking Bieber's video or something like that. But it got like news articles and stuff. People had to write about it because it's like this is not just some like dumb teens uh, posting stuff. It's like no, wow, this the is internet an entire ass mm-hmm. movement. Yeah, like, this is a movement right now. And uh, what do you call for? And it was cool because someone me like I like heavy metal and stuff. Uh, it was all the heavy metal fans saying we're gonna take Justin Bieber down and stuff. And you know me being a little teenager, yeah, that sounds cool. <laughs> oh man! Well, I'd like to welcome the audience to the longest intro <laughs> in the first in the fifteenth history. All right. With that, cue the intro music. Welcome one, welcome all to another installment of the 1st and the 15th. My name is Anthony Barrera. I am your host. Coming in from a remote, undisclosed location is my co-host, Mr. Jaime Virgen. What's up? I'm here back again at the 1st and the 15th drinking my coffee. I'm hyped up on Mountain Dew, too. So let's get started. (laughs) Seriously, I'm ready to go. I love to hear that, man. We have a big guest alert here on the show here today. Uh, musician, producer, uh, editor, social media manager, every fucking hat under the sun. Give it up for Cross Carrasco. Woo! Thank you. Thank you for having me. I love it. That was What's good. up, Matt? Hey. Nice to hear you. <laughs> uh, well, for those of you who don't know, uh, Cross is the guitarist for Raja and the Ironheads. They recently uh, released an EP out, but uh, I'll let you actually talk a little bit more about that in a bit. Uh, first off, I want to touch on uh, how do you first got into uh, like being who you are today? Uh, so mm. it started in middle school. The, the whole mm. life change and everything started in middle school. Um, I was totally into video games, and that was the only thing I cared about uh, until Guitar Hero came out. Guitar Hero oh, 2 was like the changing point in my really? life. Okay where i picked that up and i'm like dude this is like a video game but there's like songs and people like this and so i ended up getting so good at guitar hero uh that my dad's like hey why don't you get like a real guitar and like you know practice that instead of video games and so uh at for my 12th birthday i bought a guitar and i have not looked back since what kind of guitar was it uh, it was an Epiphone Explorer. It was a goth explorer, so it was, like, all black. And I, like, showed it to my friends, and they are like, dude, like, are you a goth now? It's like, oh that's my... what you're about? And I'm like, no, <laughs> it's a guitar. And they're like... This is the coolest shit ever. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, whatever. Like, goths, like, nobody likes goths. And so uh-huh. uh, I was like, well, whatever. My guitar's cooler than you. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, do you have any early influences? Like, who when you really started playing that guitar, like, who are you listening to? Who are you trying to, like, emulate? Yeah, exactly. So, so uh, before 
you know, the guitar came into the world, I just listened to what my sister listened to, and she liked uh, NSYNC and Avril Lavigne. You know, that was what was hey, hot. I and and I mean, it's still, I'll go back to that, man. Yeah, I, I have no shame it. with that. Yeah, <laughs> but, they had their moment. Uh-huh. Yeah, what do you call? Um, that's And so what happened is when I started playing Guitar Hero, my dad, big heavy metal fan, you know, went went through the, the whole music shift and cultures because he was born in the uh, 50s, so... Um, what do you call followed oh, all the counterculture yes. coming through with uh... loved rock music, loved all of it, and so when I started playing Guitar Hero and he like knew those songs that was on Guitar Hero, um, he was like telling me he's like, oh, you should listen to like 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 Slayer because that was what he was listening to right at that moment. He's like, you should listen to Slayer, and I'm wearing the shirt right now. Next thing you got the t-shirt, <laughs> you got the t-shirt, and so I'm 11 and I'm listening to this heavy metal album, South of Heaven. And I had never heard heavy metal ever. And so I'm listening to this thing and I'm like, you know, I'm used to like Avril Lavigne and NSYNC. So I'm like, why does it sound like they're playing music wrong? Like, why does it sound <laughs> like they're they're not playing their instruments right? But they're they're doing it on purpose. Like uh-huh. you can tell they're, they're going really fast yeah, for some reason. They're really fast, and they're 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 trying to not make this sound pretty. And I like I, I had a hard time understanding it, but mm. it was just one of those things where it's like this is different. Like I don't I don't understand it, but it's different, and so. Uh, middle school rolls around. Middle school was really hard. It was super yeah, hard time in my life because that. Oh yeah. The, the um when I started pursuing music, like I said, I got a guitar at twelve, and then went to middle school. Um, my friends didn't want to hang out with me anymore because they thought it was weird. That's like, oh, why do you like that music and stuff? Right. Uh, Chris Brown was like the big thing. In, oh uh, my god! Yes, and Akon. That was school. during his rise. Yeah, that was his rise, and so like I I couldn't relate to that because I was like. You know, I was playing guitar and I'm like, hey, this band Metallica is really cool, guys. And they're like, whatever, you know, Chris Brown is the thing that's in mm-hmm. and stuff. No one's heard of Metallica. And so um, what do you call uh, it? It was just a real hard time because I, I lost a lot of friends. I think there was a point where I only had one person I knew I could talk to like day to day. And uh, I just, you know, listening to the, you know, my I went back to my dad's CD and I'm like, okay, this sounds like what i feel like right now this like mm. makes sense to me right now and so i just got dove headfirst into it listen to all the heavy metal bands all the screaming bands and it just started to make sense after a while it's like this is what i feel like this is what like i resonate with right now interesting yeah well it's super cool that you stuck to it even like throughout that difficult time because like there are a lot of people man like if they, they you know they value having friends more than their own personal self interest yeah. and like they will throw that away yeah and just go with the with the crowd and like Heck it's cool yeah. that you know it's 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 definitely not not so super common these days yeah. uh how do you feel about uh metal and like you know that rock sound making a bit of a resurgence uh these days it, you know it's it's crazy because it, I, me who studies it and like looks at it every day and stuff like that, you know, you go and you talk about your top artists in the world and who's big and who's hot and who's in and stuff like that. Um, my my sister took me to go see Taylor Swift. She's a big Taylor Swift fan. Oh and, my God. and she's older than me too. That's the funny thing. But she's older than me. 
and Dude, we, this is a very Taylor Swift friendly yes, show. I yeah, love it. yeah. Let's go. Well, that's awesome because I, I mean, it, it was a kick-ass show, man. Like uh, the, her oh, band, sure. the, the 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 stage show, everything. It was a lot of fun. But we went to go see it at HP Pavilion in San Jose. If you're familiar with that mm-hmm. venue, yeah, uh, I've been to that venue. Big place, huh? Yeah, super big. I saw Kendrick Lamar there. It was uh, it was amazing. So then years later, I took my sister to go see Metallica. And they played at uh, AT&T Park where the San Francisco Giants okay. play. Yeah. So the whole stands okay. are all sold yeah. out. And they covered the, the field with plastic. And then the whole field was covered in people. Wow. So, you know, gigantic crowd yeah. at that one. And my sister, I took my brother and sister. And they had never seen any show like that. And I'm like, this is what I like. This massive show this is what i'm about you know like you tell me taylor swift is like the hottest ticket there are way more people here than taylor swift yeah the energy there is palpable like there's so many people there for the same reason it's it's uh it really is a a great moment of human connection Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, and that just goes to show you like uh, taylor swift's drawing power man like that's happening everywhere she goes yeah you know like every arena she's going to sold out fucking sold out. thousands yeah. of people mm-hmm. there and they're all you know for the same reason it's crazy mm-hmm. yeah uh <laughs> so these days do you model your style around anyone uh is uh, is there a particular influence today that that you would say has held the greatest positioning uh, as far as music are you talking you, about you, like you know yeah uh, yeah oh, okay or yeah. even too like i'm curious even like yourself and the your style of playing like even the way you're, you're like how you like play the guitar or even your stance like I don't know like a baseball player like would like I remember like I growing up I would want to copy certain baseball players stances you know I don't know is like that does that even come up in your oh, brain Oh yeah absolutely I don't even know. absolutely I I eat and breathe talking about this kind of stuff okay. so yeah. Yeah, let's go <laughs> um, uh, what do you call so uh, starting off like simple, uh, talking about like Metallica, that mm-hmm. um, the the singer, his name's James Hetfield, he plays guitar and he sings. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you ever look at like the old footage of Metallica on the rise, he was like that example of alpha male. Like mm-hmm. this guy mm-hmm. is front and center, powerful. He's a man on that stage. Uh, a man, he addresses you, he talks at you, he's not afraid to say anything mm-hmm. to you. Interesting. And just the power he brought with his voice and the guitar and stuff it, it was fearless on yeah fearless unreal what it showed to be the front man mm-hmm. um and so definitely that is something that I, I i look to you know not to say that i'm anywhere close to that but it, that he's like my poster on my wall right. and when I i'm doing you. sit-ups in my room i'm just looking right. at that like that's gonna <laughs> be me one day that's gonna <laughs> be me you know that kind of motivation um as far as guitar playing um zach wilde who was the guitar yes. player for Ozzy Osbourne, or okay. still is. Uh, he joined Ozzy at the age of 18, and now he's the rock legend he is, wow. Black Label Society. And then he does uh, a cover band of Black Sabbath called Zack Sabbath. Um, he mm-hmm. is like the rock and roll guitar player, like who pushed that rock and roll sound as hard as it possibly like could. Like quintessential. Yeah, just, mm-hmm. yeah. And so yeah. it's like, you know, it doesn't get any more like... You can say stereotypical or whatnot, but like that's what I love about it is when you hear it, it's rock and roll. It's nothing else but that yeah. rock sound. And so that's a guy that I really look to as far as guitar playing and sound because it's just like, you know, 
that's what I want to do. I want to rock and roll. This guy rocks harder than anyone I know, so that's who I want to be like, you know? Mm. <laughs> that's fucking wonderful, mm, man. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love that. Uh, so let's move forward. Uh, yeah. Raja and the Ironheads. Yeah. Uh, first off, where did the name come from? I need to know. Okay, so her name is Rhea. 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 So, Spelled R-E-I-J-A, right? Yeah, Rhea. Okay. So our singer, her name is Rhea Massey. Massey. Rhea Massey. She's going to hate me if I say Massey. Um, but Rhea Massey, she is 17 years old. So mm-hmm. that's who's singing on that record right there. Oh, wow. Um, she's been singing, I want to say, for four mm-hmm. or five years from what I understand she's telling me. So um, she's been a Monterey artist. She sings in Monterey and Carmel and does like restaurants and like little shop places and stuff like that. And she's 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 been around for being such a young girl she's been around and and has played a lot but uh this band is definitely the big break of like she gets to play in a rock band and this is like what she wants to do Mm. uh she's played like you know the coffee shop and the restaurant gig and it's fun and it makes money but this is the outlet that she's always been looking for so how it how it came to be i um i used to play in a cover band uh that was active for like five years and then we kind of had somewhat of a falling out and the band called it quits so i was down on my luck and i was like well shoot i don't play in a band anymore and like that's the only thing i really like doing so what do i do from here like a week later i'm playing a show just by myself at a at a biker club it's like all the motorcycle uh social groups got together and we're just hosting a show and i'm playing and i see this girl singing there and i'm like dang she's powerful god her voice is so strong so i was like hey it hit you instantly. Yeah, it, it hit me it's it, and that doesn't happen too often where it's like that person is like crazy good but i was like dang she's good and so um, I had, I was like, I have to know who you are and I have to know what you're doing. And so we got talking and we, uh, got jamming right away. And so this band only one year, we've only been around for one year. Wow. Um, and it's been an incredible push for one year. Cause we've already done, um, we've played a lot of places here in Salinas, like, um, Salinas pizza and pints, but we've also been to 201 South Maine. Uh, here in really? Salinas, wow. we've, we've that's pl- super yeah. cool. Yeah, we played there for like the 25th Salinas High class uh, reunion. Oh shit! Uh, and so we played. <laughs> we played there, and then we got called to some bars in San Jose. So we're playing San Jose, and then uh, we just played at the Fox Theater last week. So that's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, you streamed it right. Yeah, we streamed it. It was a, it was a awesome. Relay for Life live show. So we've been getting around really fast for one year. But I've always been a person that's been like, push the band, go, go, go. As so, much as possible, yeah. yeah. So it's, Put on the pedal. As surprising as it is, is to look back in a year, it's like I knew that's what I was going to do with my time, is make this band happen and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, Ray and the Ironheads, to get back real quick on that topic, um, I it takes inspiration from like, first of all, we have a very strong... Uh, female front woman mm-hmm. and other bands that are like that i take inspiration from like joan jett and the black hearts yeah that's you what know? i thought of too and so yeah. immediately the, yeah the the thing that i wanted to make present is that like this is who's fronting us this is our person in right. front Rhea, and then us the oh, rest nice. of the band will uh. follow you know because she's definitely a star in her own right and everything 
Um, and then uh, the other thing is like the album artwork and then our recent social media posts. I'm trying to definitely push the she is in the front. She's seen. You can look she's at the, the centerpiece. Yeah, centerpiece. You look at the album and you know who played the music. You can see our faces and be like, no question about it. That guy played guitar. That guy played bass. She sang. He mm. dr- drummed. Right. It, even in the music, it comes across pretty clear. Like her vocals are like one of the like, one, like in comparison to most of the instrumental is is very uh, very prominent. Yeah. Uh, and I credit them. Like I think you mixed it, right? I mixed it. You, yeah, you mixed and mastered. Yeah, I credit you with that, man. It, it's uh, it's always kind of a tricky balance you have to play between uh, vocals and instrumentals. I know. Uh, as far as I've been able to tell. No, oh, yeah, I don't like know too much about that. It, it definitely is that. Like you know, the guitar player in me is like saying, put the guitar is like maximum up front and stuff, but that the musician in me is like, hey. How are people are gonna listen to this? What are they gonna like pick up on the most? How are they gonna perceive it exactly? Yeah, how are they gonna perceive it? So, mm-hmm. definitely is a struggle with that one though. Like the guitar player in me wants to be the front and center. So, what was the hardest part about recording this latest EP? Um, so we did it in six weeks. That's we did the whole yeah, thing start yeah, to finish. That's, fucking, that's pretty nuts. So, how many songs was uh? It was five, six songs? Five songs. Five songs on five it. Five songs, six And eight. so to yeah. record all the parts, mix, master, and then publish Dude. in a matter of six weeks was, was really uh, a thing. That's gracious. And let me know if that background sound's getting too crazy right now because they're drilling something no, outside. No, good, dude. Um, We're quarantine recording right now. Yeah, dude. There's never, Listeners can just deal with it. <laughs> yeah, there's not a quiet room in my house. There's something always going on here. But uh, what do you call... Um, so so yeah the iron uh, heads. so the hardest that... part or I'm sorry what where do the iron heads come from iron um, heads as the name yeah oh so it's it's a engine on a motorcycle on like a classic motorcycle uh i the, and so the the it's a very blockish shaped uh motorcycle engine called an iron head and it it Yes, like the rock and roll music that we play, like motorcycles kind of go hand in hand with rock and roll and kind of that stuff. But it's also kind of like our pun on on something. Our our joke is that uh, me, uh, our bass player DC, and our drummer Borrego, we have huge like metal backgrounds. We've been playing in the local metal scene as far as we've been playing and uh, been going to metal shows and all that good stuff. And so it's like a play on saying instead of Rhea and the metal heads, mm-hmm. it's the iron right. heads. Mm. Somehow iron head sounds more metal. Yeah. 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 It, it, it sounds better. It's so much more visual. Like, fuck it iron is, heads, isn't you it? know? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. There know, you so go. Strange. So that so that's more or less what it comes from is that Ray is playing with this group of metalheads, but we made the name very presentable uh, so that anyone can listen to be like, oh, that's a cool band. Oh, that's a cool band. You know. Uh, I think the the cool the cool thing about the EP is that like it was a, a lot more melodic than I thought it would be. <laughs> Oh. And like I, I, that's kind of I, I, I liked it, you know. I like it, you know. I also like it when it's like there's no melody at all, and it's just playing as Go fast hard. and as hard as you can. But like when you're putting out a song that like you want to get like a, uh, a positive reception, it sometimes is a good idea to have that melody. How do you feel about that? I mean, it, it's exactly that. We were trying to make music that people would like. We, I, 
I come from the background of playing music that, like, I played in bands where we played music that we we wanted to play, not the fact that we cared that anyone would like it. Um, I played in some harder and harder heavy metal bands, but then when this band came around, uh, I was up to try something new. I, I totally wanted to reinvent myself as a player and, and a musician, and as I, I love heavy metal to death. Uh, definitely, I still consider this like a heavy metal, but more in the old school realm of what heavy metal is. There was strong mm. singers. There was beautiful songs, beautiful lyrics, uh, solos, all that stuff. It wasn't just noise and grinding and stuff. Uh, very, very 80s-esque is what we were trying to hit in that ballpark. Hmm. So you're going to have some synths in there at some point or what? When we get a bigger <laughs> production, we're going for it, you know. Sky's the limit oh, with that one. Man. I love it. I love it. So uh, talk to me about the streaming thing at the Fox Theater, man. Uh, it looked like it was a big event. How did it feel like being there? How was it like performing? It's rad. So I have been to the Fox a lot. I've played a lot of shows at the Fox uh, with some heavy metal bands in the past. Um, one of my favorite memories there is George Thorogood and the Destroyers, the man that wrote um, Bad to the Bone. Mm-hmm. If you're familiar okay, with that song. Yeah. So he played at the Fox, sold out Fox show. And uh, long story short, I got to do a meet and greet. And I was shaking his hand, talking to him like, hey, what advice do you have for a kid like me? I had long hair. And you probably remember me. I had long hair for yeah. a long time until like two months ago. I actually cut it. But um, how to say, so I'm talking to him, a long haired kid. I'm wearing one of his shirts. And then, uh, and and you know, I made my impression with him. And so when the show's going on, he uh, plays a song called Get a Haircut and Get a Real Job. And so he pulls me wow. onto the stage for oh, that wow. song. And he gives me maracas. So I'm there, the long-haired kid. And he's saying, get a haircut, get a real job. Uh, grow up like your big brother, Bob. And uh, my one of my school teachers was there at that show. Oh, that's super and, cool. Like, she was, I was like walking out of the Fox and she's screaming at me. She's like, Oh my God, you're a rock star. Oh my God. <laughs> and so like, I was just like the, the coolest person at school when I got back and she was talking about the show with the class oh and she's like, he was on stage. He was with the rock star and stuff. Oh my so God. that, that so that's that. my background at the Fox. Like I love the Fox. So streaming at the Fox, um, how to say, so it long story short my my life's chaos with this kind of stuff but um we were supposed to practice friday for the show saturday so we're going to play saturday and so we were planning this whole practice out so that we can get ready for saturday's uh live stream well they ended up moving the live stream to friday and they're like we're just going to pre-record it and then just play it as the live stream saturday So we, what we were going to plan the whole day around practicing, we had to go play a show. We just had Damn. to go. Oh man. Yeah. That's so we just went no and we, just we hit it and like, it. we were all like, our Friday was our day to get unrusty. And so we just had to hit the show and we're like, okay, you know, warm up in the morning and that's all you get. We got to go. Get like three hours in the morning yeah. to get yourself ready yeah. and let's head yeah, out. Head out. So we went there and set up and we were there probably from one o'clock to I think like five thirty. We were getting out and like just uh testing the equipment, testing the stage, making sure the cameras were right. They had a huge production team running the whole Damn. thing. And so uh when we hit it, it was just that like cathartic moment of like, you know what? 
we practice this, but we don't know how this is going to go anymore. We're just going to hit it. And so like you watching the video, like I'm on the ground a lot of the time, like leaning over <laughs> and stuff. Uh, Rhea was just wailing at it. I don't even know what she was doing. Like I watched the video. I'm like, when did you do that? When did you do that? You know, <laughs> all that stuff. Uh, our bass player was jumping off the, um, the platform on the stage and stuff. I didn't even know that was happening. I was just so like zoned in. I'm on camera right now and people are going to watch this. You got to like perfect performance right yeah, now. Yeah, and so uh, we got to advertise the heck out of our EP because uh, it it came out two days after that. And we didn't even know it was going to come out. We didn't know when the day it was going to show up. And so we just were like, we have an EP coming out. Check us out online. Check, you know, look for us. And it's about to come out. It's yeah, about to come out. It. And then boom, it hit just the next couple days. And uh, dude, it's been a great reception for it. It's been really good. But that live stream. Was- so I want to just address a couple more things about the live stream. There, we know that our music is a little shocking to just a regular audience, especially Relay for Life audience. So mm. our song mm. Fatal Attraction, we got a lot of people writing to us like, how did you get away playing that song? Like, uh, did nobody tell you you shouldn't have done that or something like that? And then even the <laughs> performance... When we were watching it, my mom is like, what are you guys doing? This is so scary. What are you guys doing? And I'm like, it's shock rock, mom. They they hired this band. That's the That's point. That's want. the point. That's they like, they're going to get it and stuff. And so um, that video, uh, we we condensed our, sh- our our just our show onto YouTube. That video is currently sitting at uh, 3.6K. As I looked, oh, wow. I looked at today, so 3.6K views. Uh, just on the Relay for Life stream. And, uh, I mean, it, we got a good reception. People were writing in just saying, like, man, how did you get away with some of the things that you did? That's That mm-hmm. sounds like the perfect plan for something like that. Like, hey, they're not screening it? They're not? Oh, okay, yeah, we're playing We're playing Fatal Attraction yeah, is what it, we're doing. That, and that's what we all agreed. We kind of, we were told ahead of time that, hey, maybe you shouldn't play that song. And so we got together as a group and we're like, if we're going to represent ourselves, we have to represent ourselves. Nice. You know, we took a risk and it paid off. And, you know, even the people, the the people running the show, they didn't tell us anything. It was like the viewers later saying like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe you did that. And I'm like, it's rock and roll, man. Don't tell you. Yeah, dude, that that's fuck. That's punk as fuck. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I love that. So I was going to ask the the reception. What has it been like, man? Like, again, you said you started this, this. This project started a year ago. And before that, you were in a cover band for five years. Yeah. How has this reception been like, especially with the EP dropping with the streaming? How has it been? It's been wild because it's like, so I think we're, I think we're pushing closer to 600 streams on Spotify right now. Um, nice. And then I think are you in a week? Yeah, in a week, one week, 600 streams so far. And then the YouTube video is in the 200 plus area. And then we don't even know across every other website, like, uh, I know some people said they went to iTunes for it. Pandora today, Pandora went up, uh, mm. and then uh, we're on Napster. Like I don't even know if anyone <laughs> oh pulls that up on Napster, but it's there, you know. Uh, yeah, no. When it comes to like hosting your stuff on on other stuff, there are some sites that are still operating that you would not believe. Exactly. Like, we're, the first and the fifteenth is on some uh, some streaming sites that. I didn't know existed before I, I put them on there, you know? Yeah, someone's going to find it, so, and they're going to tell one other person, you know? That's how it works. But uh, so the reception, it, it's been it's been great. Um, definitely, like, this is... 
I want to say this is like my first release where it was like something that I represent strongly because I'm on other recordings and other people's bands, but I don't really call that like my work. It's work that I did for somebody, but that's not me. Uh, right. And so this is like the first like me. This is me. This is how I play guitar. This is what I want people to know me for uh, recording. And uh, it's just been great. Uh, just all the love and all the, the positive feedback we uh, and I, I mean, I'm picking on people. I'm like, really, tell me what you think and stuff like mm. that. And they're like, well, yeah, you recorded it yourself, you know, um, that you you can still uh, improve on recording and stuff like that. But as far as songwriting, all stuff, we love it. You know, uh, I've been asking what everyone's favorite song is. Everyone's been telling me Snuffbox, which is weird for me because that was kind of like the one that we just threw together or like, hey, just do yeah. this, this, that, and, and call it done, you know? Sometimes those are the best ones, yeah. man, the ones that just come together super right. organically. Exactly. And just, Orga mm -hmm. and just, yeah, so that one definitely uh, has been like everyone's favorite, but um, what do you call uh Yeah, it's been really good. We've jumped up a good group of people on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and stuff. Uh, so it, it's a little unreal right now because it's like, we, you know, we're like, yeah, let's at least get a hundred people to listen to it. And then like 500 listening to later. And we're like, okay, guys, like <laughs> handshaking, handshaking a little, bit, a little like, bit, like, what do we do now? <laughs> you know? Uh, so yeah, it, it's been, keep the buzz yeah, going. Keep the buzz going. going. That's, yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, I don't know if that's a new topic you want to get into, but we, we have plans I want to move forward with. Yes. Too, right actually, I was, that was actually, yeah. yeah. Um, so in a world where COVID is king and live events are at a premium, what what's the move moving forward, man? What's 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 the what's the next move? You know. So I definitely got to tell you guys this: that in the past, my mentality was always like, go play the shows, go talk to people, and they'll follow you on social media, and you'll have big try to network and network like that. But now, right like these days, you know, being home and isolated. It's like now thinking, hey, what if I just like ham, go ham on social media for the remainder of this and just build a big following there. And then when we do play, we have this many people looking at us and they'll show up to Already. the shows, you know, mm -hmm. that I, I basically had to do like a, a reverse look at the way I've been thinking yep. this entire time. So uh, I'm going real hard on it. Like I just built a new computer to do all the video editing that I've been doing. Uh, right now. So I have a computer designated for that. Um, I've been filming everything with like two GoPros and stuff, but now I bought like um, one of the super cameras, like a Canon, uh, to okay. get oh, some okay. real good footage of that. And then plus my little GoPros. DSLR. And then a new recording device to get great audio for all the shows and stuff. Um, and so moving forward, like I play probably like every couple months, like maybe every two months, I just play, put a show out of the garage. Even in quarantine, mm. you can be six feet away on, on my driveway. I have a big driveway. And mm. so we'll just play to the neighborhood and whoever just wants to come by and hang out and watch. We live streamed it. Um, we live streamed the last one and it did really well for a live stream. I think we got like a thousand people that looked at the live stream. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, wow. And so um, what do you call that's probably what we're going to do. Uh, Unofficial right now, but I'm thinking uh, October 30th, doing another Garage Bash here and just streaming it, Ooh, like recording a it, kind of thing. and just yeah, and a Halloween thing. We, we, I would say we're gonna do some spooky songs, but the thing about our spooky hmm. songs is we do those year round. It's not a seasonal thing with us. Oh, <laughs> so maybe someone's gonna be like, "Wow, they're so into the spirit," but it's oh, like, no, that's God. us. <laughs> this is just yeah. Us. This is this is what we would do any that's time of the funny. day. 
I love that. Uh, get ready for the most thankless job being a video editor. Ah, I I get that, man. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, no one notices unless you you made a mistake. Exactly, and stuff. Uh, I guess that's what I'm hoping to do too. Is like further down the line, if someone's like, "Dude, your videos are great," and it's like, "Yeah, I made them. I did all this stuff myself." You know, maybe someone will hire me up and say, "Hey, I, I need to make some videos. I'll slide some cash your mm-hmm. way." some people they will pay money so they don't have to spend those three to four hours at their computer just yeah yeah moving if i had that money i'd be spending it on that i would definitely (laughs) not be spending a moment editing yeah uh it's it's an acquired taste really yeah um but we're running up on 31 minutes here uh Plus the intro. Uh, I want to get to a segment that we do on every edition of the 1st and the 15th. My personal favorite segment, uh, Shitheads and Do-Gooders. What we do is we take one person from the news, media, or your personal life that has committed some evil, and we choose to shine a light on it. Then, to lighten the mood, we highlight the good that someone else has done. Jaime, would you like to go first? Yes. Um, <laughs> ooh. Okay, this one. This one's a good one. Just for me. So, uh, just a little context, uh, my car broke down and it's, well, you know, it's, I I can't drive it very far, but, uh, it's in, it's not in good condition. I have it parked across from my house, you know, um, like the corner of the street and it's been there for like months, you know, yeah, just chilling. No one's bought, it's not bothering no one, this and that. But then one day I get it, well, like a few days ago I get a knock at a, at my door and it's like my other neighbor saying that I'm getting a ticket and that someone is accusing me of like they might tow it or this and that um but apparently one of my other neighbors and I know who it is I have a really good idea who it is like 95% sure and I'm assuming cuz they saw me near it and they were and they called the police and they gave me a ticket and they were about to tow it and okay so my shithead is my neighbors who <laughs> called the police and said hey like you know so they left this like they know it they know me they've seen me you know like they know that's my car they see me cross the street go to inside my house they know i've seen them and they fucking called the cops man to like put like one of those orange stickers on my car, you know what I'm saying? Like those those ones that they're hardest fuck to peel. Thankfully, they didn't they didn't put it on. <laughs> the ones are. Thankfully, they didn't put it on. Like I came out in time, and he just gave it to me. But I got a ticket for like leaving it there and this and that. And did you move it? I did move it. I did move it. Um, I'm probably gonna like move it again, like right in front of their house, just to spite them. <laughs> uh, but. Dude, I was pissed. I, I mean, I, a few people. I'm sure. I was pissed, man. Like, the, like, I mean, I mean, you know, you're like deep in your sleep, and then someone's knocking at your door, ringing your doorbell, and they're telling you your car's about to get t- getting out all like you know exactly, and you're like telling you this, and you're like, oh my, that's not. A, it's just not a good way to start the day. What? Why didn't they just come and if they Bro, knew it was your car? Why didn't they just come and talk th- to you, dude? I've been asking myself that too. Like I'm, I'm set more settled now. But at the time, I was like, "Why didn't they just like just come over and be like, 
hey, like, we noticed your car, da, 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 like, we don't want to do, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, fine, like, I'll move it, or da, 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 this and that, you know, like, it's, it literally was not bothering anyone, you know, like, I don't know why, they were just, like, they just saw me, at, I'll tell you what it was, I'll tell you what it was, it was the bumper stickers on the back of your car, hella, that'll do it, the neighbor was like, this is an eyesore, it's gotta go, <laughs> Dude, yeah, their I mean, their house is a piece of shit anyway. It's like half <laughs> oh, wow. it's like half painted blue and white or some shit. I don't know. It's I'm I'm that's my You're shit. Just hoping they don't listen to this. They they won't. And I'm honestly like trying to figure out a way to get back at them, but n- nothing too serious, of course. Like just a little like um what's that movie? Amelie? You seen Amelie, the French movie? Like she like uh tortures I believe mm-hmm. I right, right. But just little she like tortures not, not tortures, but like she like tortures this guy, like her landlord by like making his shoes smaller and like uh unscrewing the light bulb just like a few inches or whatever, this and that, you know, like the small or things. like switch the handles on the on the door. Listen, I'm gonna go ahead and stop you right there before you admit to planning a B and Exactly. Exactly. I'm nothing too serious. So, anyways, let's move uh, on. Let's move forward. Uh, Cross, what's up, man? How, what's your shithead? Um, I'm gonna say a uh, thing that's been coming to mind right now is like, um, I guess. Uh, so, being on social media and all that stuff. Um. I, I have a lot of, or I, I have a good group of friends on uh, Facebook, and I keep adding people. Most of the people, it's people that I know. And the thing that it's been kind of getting to me is it's like a lot of people are kind of just like running their mouth about things that not necessarily are going to make a difference when you run your mouth about. I know, like, uh, well, I've, we were talking earlier about this, but like mm-hmm. the example is, you know, like people who are um, against like football players kneeling and stuff like that. But like sure. they need to express that. Like I need to tell everyone that it bothers me that football players right. are kneeling and stuff like that. Right. And they they share every single post about that um, that 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 regards to it and stuff. And um, I guess what gets to me about that is that like. These are the same people that then want to like advertise that they're in a band and then want to advertise that they do something uh, for you that, oh, I, I can sell cars, I can sell houses and stuff. Uh, and so, not with that mentality. Yeah. Right. And so, th- so this whole thing about like you're just like throwing people off with all this junk that you're posting and like talking down to other people or even like saying, oh, the younger generation's stupid, they don't know nothing and what happened to right. kids nowadays uh, and stuff. Uh, by the way, check out my band CD. You know, you'd totally love it. Uh, that 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 kind of thing. Uh, I, I I don't know if I'm exp- same post and everything. Yeah, yeah, same yeah. post and everything. And Jesus. that that's the thing that always gets to me is it's like these. You know, I get it. Some people are on social media just for the sake of running their mouth. But at the same time, yeah. if you want to be like a public figure, you really yeah. shouldn't be doing that like kind of sharing just, that kind of stuff. Just talking about stupid things, you know. Yeah, you sh- go ahead uh-huh. and share yeah. share a meme, share something to laugh at, but like don't be trying to like make all your political or or how to say Right. I I don't know. I I'm kind of running my mouth right I, now, I, but I I get what you're I get what you're saying. It's kind of like uh, I I kind of like It's off like Colby brand. Covington, you know. Where you're saying things to get a rise out of people because you know people are going to listen to it and people are going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And as a result, you're gaining all this, you know, the spotlight. Mm-hmm. And from that spotlight, you know, they think an opportunity might arise. Yeah. Um, 
Personally, I don't think it's, it's just the a, best way to get yeah, that spotlight on you. Toxic. And if anything, it kind of hinders you moving forward. But people are going to do I what they got to do, I, I, I guess. Yeah, I don't... Honestly, I wouldn't take someone like that too seriously. If, like, I saw stuff like that... Like, maybe, like, I'm following a person and they're, like, you know, an artist of some sort. Yeah, like, say, music. And then, like, I see them post, like, something like like you're saying, like, being very vocal about these football players or whatever i'm not you know just for example i'd be i'd be thinking like this is a little off brand i'm not sure why this person's sharing this or talking about this right now this really doesn't have to do with what their image is like doing this music thing i'm not you know like or even too like that put that in a different platform maybe you know like I mean, for example, Twitter, maybe if you wanted yeah. to go off on Twitter and then put like promote your music stuff on your Instagram or blah, 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 like, right. that's fine. Like do but, it like two separate things. Separate the person from the artist at that point. Exactly. Yeah. From the, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I guess that's more where my rant is, is just like separating the two is the, the yeah. person from the artist. Cause it's like, you don't like some, you don't need to share everything. Okay. Like right take it easy yeah take it easy and there's a time and a place i understand that when important things happen you need to speak up but like at the same time when it's just your day-to-day babble about stuff i Uh i'll I'll be more specific there is a guy that i i just had to like unfollow from everything because it was like just running his mouth he was talking about football but like the kneeling and 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 like Mm. how unpatriotic that is and stuff like that and it's like okay yeah that's how you feel about it that's how you feel about it but it's like 10 times a day writing about that trashing oh, trashing about people and then once in a while be like hey my daughter is doing some music stuff you guys should all check it out you'll totally love it and it's like i'm just gonna unfollow you and never hear about what your daughter hell? again you know what the heck yeah people who post about that i feel like they do a great job of speaking their mind they do a really shit job of listening <laughs> because if you're protesting like people kneeling at the national anthem in a football game, you're obviously not listening to why it, they're doing exactly. it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Unbelievable. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say my shithead are uh, once again, the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, uh, last episode, we oh talked my about the 28 point lead. Yeah. Guess what happened this yeah. last weekend? It was ridiculous. 16 points. Yep. Five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Guess what they do? They Atlanta Falcon themselves and lose the game 26 to 30. Yeah, I don't even watch, and I'll put them as my shithead, man. <laughs> like, that bugs <laughs> Dude, me. It was... I made a decision. Every week they piss away a lead, they're on my shithead yep. list. That's exactly what they did, I... yeah. They just threw an interception, and they just the game was over. Just like, let it slip yeah, away. I don't blame oh you. My I God. I'm mad to hear yeah. about that. <laughs> oh, my. And the disappointment of the quarterback walking off the field, too. Like, who? Oh my! Literally, God. they the other team re- like replaced their starting quarterback with another guy at the half or at the third quarter, mm-hmm. and they won the game. They were down like seventeen points at that point. It was ridiculous, and ah, I can't believe that. <laughs> That's sickening. Awesome. It's sickening. <laughs> who do they play? Who do they play this next coming week? Maybe they'll have another chance. They, uh, do you know? I don't know who they're playing. Knowing them, they're probably going to lose. They're probably going to blow it again. <laughs> Where's Michael we'll Vick? Be right back here. <laughs> Uh, he hasn't been there since 2006. I know. I'm so fucking... Oh, my God. I'm old. Well, let's move on to do-gooders. Lighten the mood. Jaime, who you got? Um, You know what? I, I don't... I'm going to say my do-gooder. I'm just going to say the Yankees are my do-gooder because they're my favorite team. And they made it to the playoffs even though they struggled. Some players came in clutch. Uh, You know what? I'm going to say, actually, the manager of the Yankees, Aaron Boone. He's been, like... 
A1 lately. I mean, some people will be like, oh, what are you doing, Aaron Boone? Like, da da da. This is his third year as the Yankees manager, and the first two years, he had like over 100 wins. Like, which is like really good for baseball. And, you know, this year he took him to the playoffs, and hopefully we can get a World Series. So my do gooder is Aaron Boone. The richest team in baseball barely makes the playoffs. Uh, yep. And they do gooder. <laughs> well, the Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone, most more specifically, Aaron he's Boone, a manager. Richest yeah, manager in baseball. I don't know if he's the richest manager in baseball. I don't think that's. He's got to be up pro- there. Probably. He's the manager I don't, for the New York Yankees. Maybe, but you know, he, well, if you if you like knew more about Yankees history, and you know who like. Aaron Boone's legacy, I guess, and like where he's where he is now. I don't know. I pers- I like the story of uh, like a younger guy doing something like big, and then like we don't see him for years, and then he comes back as like an older, more distinguished guy, and he's like doing these other things that are like really good for for the for a team. Like, oh, like John Gruden. I'm not familiar. John Gruden uh, coached the Raiders to a Super Bowl back okay. in 03. Uh-huh. Uh, back in Tampa Bay. He disappeared. Like, 08, uh-huh. he, he retires, does uh-huh. uh, sports broadcasting, and right. then 10 years later, uh-huh. re-signs with the Raiders for $100 million 10 years. Exactly. No, it's exactly it. Something like that, for sure. Especially, I mean, sorry to link this, but, like, Logan, like Wolverine, that that's another example of, like, how I would think of that. You know, you have like this, you have like a young Wolverine who's like, I'm ready to fight. And then you have Logan, who's like an older, like guy who's been through it. He's hardened, you know, a little bit more grit. So anyways, that's. Huh. All right, Cross, who do you got? Do-gooder. Do-gooders. I'll do a couple quick ones here. Uh, I definitely got to talk about uh, our photographer for the the album artwork. I feel it's important to mention. Uh, Her name is Katie Cadillac. Katie, oh, uh, K-T-Y, that's Cadillac. That's an awesome name. Yeah. I know. Um, <laughs> that's such a cool name, yeah. dude. Check her out on uh, Instagram. I think she has 11,000 followers right now. Um, okay. And so okay. she did oh, the yeah. photography for the album, uh, the album artwork, and then she Photoshopped the whole image together. And then the backside, if you guys, you'll, you'll see the backside when the physical albums come out in a couple weeks. Um, what do you call? Uh, she uh, she works super hard on that album artwork. She came into uh, our my house here, set up lights, set up cameras, set up everything, did the photography, and then like didn't matter what hour of the day, I was telling her, hey, can you make this change? Can you make this change? She was on it. She was doing it, and I feel like I, I, awesome. I mark of a good photographer. Yeah, she, she was yeah. great, and she was great to work with, and I just feel like I really need to shout her out because it was. Uh, a huge feat that we made her do in a short amount of time uh, and and she pulled through and the album came out and it looks fantastic. Uh, that's one person and then the other two good dooter good good doers Do-gooders. you guys I, I, I got it's oh. it's great that you guys are doing this like oh. reaching out to people especially in the local area and stuff and trying to just trying to get a better better connection with everyone this is this is honestly like great and like i want to go check out all the other episodes of the podcast see who else you had on here and and see what what's going on in this town who's who's here yeah honestly i'm, I'm, I'm blushing you, a little i'm bit, surprised yeah, that's was, never happened yeah. <laughs> you guys don't get First enough time. credit for doing Thank this you. man <laughs> no. i love it 
Uh, I'm gonna go say my do-gooder, uh, New York Times. They just obtained Trump's taxes, and oh good lord, <laughs> there has been some developments. <laughs> See, the fact that when he got elected, Homeboy paid $750 in taxes that year. <laughs> $750. I know people who paid more than that. The president. My God, he won. Yeah, and he's like apparently millions of dollars in debt, and it's, the, the walls are closing in. It's mm. it's it's a real messed up situation. Shout mm. out to the New York Times for exposing it. Uh, journalism at its... Uh, at its finest. Possibly finest. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Still the New York Times, so... Yeah, yeah I know, true. but I mean, that's... But there's some people out there dedicated to their craft as well, even if it's journalism, you know? Even if it is for the New York Times. But I'm sure the person who obtained it put themselves at some kind yeah, of risk, risk to to obtain it, you know? Definitely. Like, you don't just get those without... You ever see, you ever see House of Cards? I know you of know? it. Some, some deadly shit. I know. I've... Well, yeah, I mean, there's, like, basically some, you know, you see all the the stuff that happens behind the scenes you know people the investigative journalists uh going out of their way talking to shady people people of higher you know power people have information uh you know like get trading information for other information kind of stuff you know so it could have been that kind of thing just yeah, d- dug mean- deep they've been in court for literally years trying to prevent this from, from getting happening. out and yeah. Yeah, and here right it is. before the election, it comes I out. Know. Wow, Whew. talk about timing. Of, exactly, it's gonna as it shifted it for just, sure, probably for it, some people. It's been a wild run here. <laughs> it's been real wild. Yeah, this year alone, uh, it really has. Like this has felt more like the Bizarro realm every day that you know keeps uh, coming. Exactly. Goodness gracious. Well, I would love to thank uh, Cross Grosco for coming on the show and uh, blessing us with his knowledge and his uh, artistic creativism. Uh, you've been a um, wonderful man. Yeah. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much you, for you, having do, me. Do you want to plug your EP and your uh, your social? That way, you know, if anyone yeah, listening sp- here, they can go follow it, check it out. I'll spit it out real fast. So um, my Instagram, uh, at Cross underscore Carrasco, simple as that. Um, my band, Rhea and the Ironheads, uh, R-E-I-J-A and the Ironheads. Uh, we're on um, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, check us out on those things. Um, our album's called uh, What Does It Take? Uh, it's on Spotify, Pandora as of today, uh, YouTube, Amazon Music, iTunes, uh, Napster. Awesome. <laughs> that was so, that's so funny. <laughs> Uh, you've been a wonderful guest, Cross. Uh, I'd love to thank uh, Mr. Jaime Virgen for being the co-host that he has always been. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much again for listening. This has been awesome. We've really progressed in, like, how we've done these episodes and just getting better and better, I think. So look forward to, I guess, season two pretty soon. We're coming up on 25 episodes. So look forward to that. And uh, we'll check you guys later. Awesome. Yeah. My name is Anthony Barrera. This has been the first and the fifteenth. We want to thank you all for listening. Have a great day. Bye.